0: Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert DeStrade, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. Brandon, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. As in, this is our 22nd episode. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm just a Taylor
1: Swift loving, white claw drinking kind of guy. We used to listen to so much more Taylor Swift. We used to listen to a lot more, Tay-Tay. What happened to that? Why don't we listen to any more Miley and, and Taylor? To, <gasps> to old that was the
0: time, man. That was the time when two late 20-year-old, physically in shape men would just drive around listening to Taylor Swift as loud as humanly possible.
1: I got to think of more occasions to listen to Party in the USA. That's just a good time.
0: Dude, the, the, the big three. Think about Miley. Think about Taylor. Think about Katy Perry. Dude, yeah. We used, to, we used to jam out.
1: Yeah. Wild. Haven't listened to, to any of that in forever i
0: actually like think that's how we partially how you and i became such good friends is because i think that was our outlet to allow our inner like dork inner like nerdy self inner like goofball out
1: and know? now it's just outer dork
0: now we just act like we're too cool for school
1: dude fuck too cool for school backstreet boys is coming up i'm Ooh, going bsb dude i'm going
0: I, I, there's a story i'll share with you guys about um going to a backstreet boys concert um this is about two and a half years ago quick story here uh I went to Backstreet Boys and my girlfriend at the time convinced me to go and Brandon.
1: And by that, I mean,
0: it was completely 100% my idea. Oh, yeah.
1: We we bought seats before you were even with her, I think. Oh, yeah. We bought floor seats.
0: But I told everyone it was her idea, Brandon, because I was a little bit ashamed as a 35-year-old male to be that excited to see Backstreet
1: Boys. No, you can only be ashamed if it's NSYNC. If it's Backstreet Boys, it's totally legit. good point. Yeah, Backstreet's back.
0: (laughs) But I did (laughs) did make one error in my calculations, and I decided for this Backstreet Boys concert to...
1: And I paid the price for it.
0: Oh, yeah. I decided for this concert to take edibles.
1: Mm -hmm. Who
0: knew that edibles at a Backstreet Boys
1: concert could be
0: this? Inflammatory.
1: Oh yeah, there's just like little kids dancing and singing, and Albert leans. Well, actually, I had to switch seats with him so he could tell me a quote secret at the time. I'm like telling secrets (laughs) at a Bastard Boy concert. (laughs) We're one step away from like laying on on our stomachs on the bed, like telling fucking jokes at two in the morning. But anyway, he leans over to me and he goes, "Brennan, the edible just hit. My legs are functioning at thirty to forty percent top. I'm (laughs) gonna need to lean on you. Oh yeah." And we're sitting there like watching Backstreet Boys perform. And he's just leaning on me and just head kind of bobbling. It's unbelievable. I didn't understand how much choreographed dancing there would be. Oh, yeah, that was wild. You go, Brandon, there, there's so much dancing.
0: They're just, there's just a lot of them in different costumes dancing around. And here's a real thought I had, dude. Here's a real thought that went through my brain was I was like, man, this whole arena. There's like 15,000 people there. It's all it's like 85% women. No, it's way more than that. Okay, yeah, 92 and a half maybe, percent. Yeah, maybe 90, 95% yeah. women, about 3% gay guys, and then it was just me and you, and I was looking around, and I'm like, I'm so high, I'm in an edible, it's really hitting, and I go, this is, this, there's a lot of gay dancing, there's a lot of girls here. I'm like, is this my way to tell myself that I'm gay? Like, I don't understand, like, what's happening.
1: I was like, oh, and there's, like, an old lady behind us, karen and she's like, could you please sit down? And we're like, no, it's Backstreet Boys. Like, we're, we're fucking rocking yeah, the our The ball's ourselves. on her ask us to sit down at a concert. The whole point of buying good concert seats is to not sit down and tell people if you want to see, buy better seats.
0: I agree with that the whole thing you know I felt like that was me lashing out at all the things I didn't get to do as a young kid like I didn't get to go see cool concerts and have fun Brandon you've known me for a while obviously we're good friends um I think people that meet me now in real life have this view of me the reality is you and I aren't that dissimilar as in our youth we weren't that cool like we were kind of pretty big dorks growing up
1: I'm still not that cool I'm fine with it.
0: You're kid you're pretty cool man you're funny you're in shape. You do the whole thing, dude. You're the cool guy. You're the, you played sports in college. Come on.
1: I guess. Being cool is overrated, though.
0: I was shockingly shy and quiet and introverted in high school. I tell that to people now, Brandon, and even you didn't know me in high school, and I, I still think that you have a hard time picturing it. You, Thankfully, we have mutual friends that can corroborate my story, but dude, I was I was not socially skilled in high school
1: you were at not, all. You are not able to uh, be a qualified dating coach and teach guys how to get girls?
0: Dude, I was the worst. I I literally was notorious for freezing up in conversations when it came to girls like if my buddies would make fun of me because anytime a girl or a group of girls would be around us i couldn't conjure a sentence they would like be like they make this noise which made fun of me which was the uh huh." Uh, like that's that's all i had i think uh, i didn't i literally couldn't formulate a sentence like i like brandon i know that i didn't have much in the way of social skills growing up at that time Where do you think you landed? Like, where do you, where would you have considered your relative social skills ability when you were in high school?
1: I guess my social skills were decent, but I wasn't social because I went to three different high schools, but I was like always like the outsider, like new kid, the peak peak of my social existence had to be sixth grade. So I was the only kid that was like willing to like talk to the girls and like booty dance. And I had like this whole strategy. You were a blaster in sixth grade. Oh yeah. I had this whole genius strategy. I used to bring a sweatshirt with me every single day. I was never cold once. I brought a sweatshirt so that girls could borrow my sweatshirt when they got cold, and it was like my introduction. Oh my god,
0: it's so that's genius! You were doing the lock-in prop before that was big. That's like a that's like a like the safety sweater to throw as like a oh, blanket. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's brilliant! You oh, thought yeah. of this on your own, or somebody gave you that idea? No,
1: completely thought of this on my own. Brilliant. And I used to bust balls a little bit. Like again, really? Okay, fine. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that was the height. Like, and then I kind of carried that into seventh grade and then I ended up missing like seventh grade. We're not going to go into that, but I ended up like missing seventh grade and then it was all downhill from there.
0: For the listeners who obviously don't know this, I'm privy to this information. Brandon right now, nowadays in 2022 at 30 years old, the guy's still hair over six foot. He's 215 pounds of raw muscle. But in sixth grade, I know your, your youth a little bit. You couldn't have been a you couldn't have been an inch over four or, nine or eight.
1: No, in sixth grade, no way was I that tall. <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> like you were a tiny little fella until late in ninth grade. I was five foot one. I was always the shortest guy in my class. Always wild, but I was like I had like a little cute thing going for me. It was nice. I don't know what happened, but and then ninth grade to tenth grade, without any drugs or hormones or anything like that, five one to five ten in like. 14 months and then begins my tough guy phase because i thought i could beat everybody up
0: you became you thought you were a tough guy at that point oh yeah
1: i'm like i'm fucking huge <laughs> i was like people don't get bigger than me yeah i was like getting a little tough with my dad at that point like i was just like sticking my chest out all the while i'm 160 pounds Understand. there's
0: a way out there's one condition Prior to this, were you getting bullied at all, like, as a, as when you were the wee little guy? Nah, I didn't get
1: bullied. I got, like, threatened a couple times because I was small and I had a mouth on me. I had, like, the same mouth and, like, same, like, you know, smart-assness, like, when I was a little kid. So I got, like, you better watch it a couple times, but I never got beat up.
0: I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a controversial take, Brandon. We're going to get some shit for this, I feel like. But um, I feel like bullying in society today has been canceled, and I think some... Not super mean spirited bullying can create some character on people. What do you think about that?
1: First of all, I think that people get more bullied for bullying than the bullying they do. Wow, yeah. Think about that one. That's a little bit of a riddle. A little bit of mindfuck. But second of all, yeah. Uh, not bullying, but like tough-nosedness like having a fucking like open forum for like people disagreeing and people like poking a little bit of fun is like important. To like develop that character in that little bit of a tough show like bullying to the point of like people having a problem is not good but we're like hypersensitive now to what's considered bullying
0: but i know that you grew up with an older brother oh yeah who not that much older than you but a lot bigger than you and he would just terrorize you right he would just literally pull prank after prank against you to the point where the other day dude i literally here in my condo i heard you go to the bathroom there's nobody here and i heard you just lock the door oh yeah And in my head i'm like I'm 36 years old. Does he think that I'm going to burst in there and like slap his penis? Like, what was your, what was your thought process with that?
1: Dude, I told you, and I do it subconsciously. Like it is 100% because if you left the door open unlocked or cracked open in my house and your name was Brandon, like my brother would pop in, scare the shit out of me, like piss flying everywhere with my dick out. Wait, he would push you while you're peeing? Oh yeah. He would push me (laughs) and, or tackle me. And he one time just tackled me into the bathtub, like while I was pissing and dick out. And just I just took down like the shower drapes or the (laughs) shower curtain with me and just fell into the toilet or uh, fell into the bathtub like pissing. How old are you when this happened? How old are you? Man, I don't know. Fourteen,
0: fifteen. So you were about 5'2 still probably, right? 5'3 maybe? You're you're a wee little guy? Yeah, something like that.
1: And your brother's what? Five years? Four years older? My brother's three and a half years older, but he was always in the like 90th percentile for height and like whatever middle percentile for weight. And I was always in like 10th for both.
0: Yeah, so you were a tiny guy and he he would just manhandle
1: you. Yeah it was it was ridiculous it was like a grown man and a little kid
0: it's hilarious because i know your brother now and he's like an adult he's like an attorney and he's a father and all these stuff but like thinking back to him in this mode of like teenagers is just to me it's just it's hysterical
1: he's he loves the hijinks he's hysterical he's gonna be like such a fun dad because he's gonna pull pranks
0: there's a tie-in here with for us brandon and it's uh it has to do with peeing um it's a little bit of a different context but uh for the listeners i'm gonna indulge him on this this is one of the moments where Brandon stood up to me as a friend and did something that I don't know if any of you listening right now have a friend who's willing to do this for you. I'm gonna share with you, Brandon. Do you remember the piss pants story?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not not uh not many people willing to do that one. I don't know if I would do it again either.
0: Guys, let me walk you through this one. Um I do a little bit of stand up comedy, right? I do some open mics, I do some small events. Um I was doing an event in Miami. It was out in a warehouse area in the middle of Miami, and Brandon comes down with me, and um, I'm not the kind of guy that gets very nervous for almost anything, but one of the few things on this planet that gets me a little nervous is preparing for stand-up comedy. So I'm preparing for this, and I'm, I'm going over my, my set in my head, and I'm trying to practice, so I decided to go outside, and I'm, I'm walking through this like warehouse district, and I'm, I'm just saying my set to myself out loud. I knew I wasn't up for about 30 minutes to 45, something like that and i'm nervous i'm drinking water i'm trying to stay hydrated so my voice wouldn't get dry kind of like it sounds right now and long story short as i'm doing this set prep i decide okay i'm outside i'm in a warehouse district there's just like trees it's
1: nighttime which is a very very cuban thing to do i don't know why you guys are just like i'm outside this is great let's just piss
0: it's the middle of nowhere there's nobody there it's a warehouse district there's trees so yes i decide that I needed to pee. So I'm, I'm doing my jokes. So I'm like, well, the guy said to the place needed this, boom, I pull my pants, I take a nice pee, um, you know, pull my pants up, go back into the venue, gonna use the restroom to wash my hands. Cause listen, I'm gonna wash my hands when I pee outside. I get it, I'm gonna wash my hands. So I go into the bathroom to wash my hands. And then when I look in the mirror, I notice that the khaki pants that I was wearing, they have a stain the size of a full length eggplant all over my thigh. So I just have a giant Pea Island on my leg. I run up to Brandon as quickly as I go. Brandon, Brandon, I got to talk to you. I go, "Uh, something happened. I bring him outside. I go, look, I was practicing my thing, and I accidentally got pee all over my pants. I go, I need your shirt so I can put my shirt on and cover this pee stain. And Brandon says to
1: me. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, why don't you just take my pants instead? And the look on his face was as though he had been, like, traveling through the desert and somehow I had, like, offered him my water. I thought he was going to cry. And he goes, really? Oh, yeah. Are you serious, man? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, just take, just take, just give me the pee pants. Pure
0: disbelief. Yeah. He didn't bat an eyelash. No. He didn't even hesitate. He just goes, no, yeah, let's just trade pants right now. And this kid, literally in the middle of a warehouse district outside of Hialeah, Florida, which is a weird area, just takes off his pants and changes into my urine-soaked khaki pants. Just give me the piss pants. Fine. And that's how I knew. It. That's how I knew that this guy was a good friend. That's a lot of people I give
1: you the shirt off their back, but not a lot of people trade you uh, for the piss pants. <laughs> <face. laughs> the pants off their ass.
0: You actually literally gave me the pants off your ass, Yeah. which was pretty remarkable.
1: Um, in that crowd, I probably could have just sat there in my underwear, but <laughs> just give me the piss pants.
0: It's not polite to ask. Brought to you in part by Modern Flirting. Are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or just a success-minded man, yet you're struggling to connect with women, live the epic lifestyle you know you deserve? Well, our friend, Jared Psych lords and his team at Modern Flirting have got your back. The Modern Flirting program does everything for you in order to become a truly attractive and high-status man in today's competitive dating world. From optimizing pictures, polishing bios, and nailing down messaging for all your online dating needs. Modern Flirting offers a step-by-step guide to meet and attract the real women you see out and about. Whether it's the man himself, Jared Lawrence, or his insane roster of talented coaches, you'll have access to the best of the best. If you're interested in leveling up your lifestyle and making 2022 a year of abundance with quality women, here's what you do. You go to ModernFlirting.com, that's ModernFlirting.com, and schedule a call today. Mention the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast, You'll be given a discount upon joining, or free training. Even if you decide it's not for you, once again, go now to modernflirting.com and check out Jared Dyke Lawrence.
1: All right. So, note to self: this Valentine's date, just normal. Be my Valentine. I, I did that. Was the best though. I missed like fifth grade. Be my Valentine, and there was chocolate. I got to receive a Valentine from Tatum Norrell, and that was a big deal in fifth grade. Tatum norell that's a real Tatum person. Tatum Norrell. I was like, this she is it. She sounds hot. No, nah, she had like cute little freckles. I was really into it in fifth grade.
0: And she said, "You want? You were hoping to get
1: one from her, dude." We exchanged them. You exchanged them, dude. And then ba- that back in the day, that was my specialty: it was like having crushes and girls having crushes on me and never speaking a word. It just like somehow got through school, and there was like a little crush moment center of valentine
0: oh i remember circling back to being uh, a gigantic dork at this point in my life i remember just open sending hearts to girls in my class and just receiving just lumps of cool just receiving just complete air balls getting nothing in return feeling like literally i was the actual worst
1: that was so cool though like i don't know i was just like was like at the store and i was like dude these chicks are gonna love these looney tunes valentines and like they're going to be mine, and it's all over from here because they love Tweety Bird. You
0: thought it was going to be effective? You thought it was going to work? I thought Tweety Bird.
1: I thought it was going to be super effective. I sent him out being like, I have no idea how this is going to go, but I feel like this is what I have to do. By the way, circling back to like giving things out in class, was there any greater feeling of power in your whole life than when you brought in food for the class and you were like, I am master of these cookies. Bow down to
0: me. Like, you have, ne- never once did you, that you brought food to class? Not one single time. Never even occurred to me. Like for your birthday 30, or something? 36 years old never occurred for to me. For your birthday? You not, never. Not one time.
1: Dude, I distinctly remember like when it was your birthday, you brought like donuts or cookies and you were just like looking at people that you didn't like in class. Like you're getting this bullshit fucking uh, jelly filled one and you're going to like it.
0: I don't remember that at all. I literally never, I don't even remember other people bringing food into class.
1: You don't remember food in class on birthdays? No, I don't remember like, that at all. We had very. This is how we know. We had very different like different sides of the road upbring. upbringing. There. Yeah. No donuts for your birthday. No, what did you no. do on your birthday in class? I don't even remember. Listen, you're, you're just like repressing a whole thing. I don't. I, dude, my, my, I just told you earlier
0: in this episode, my childhood was not good. I was a dork. I was an introvert. I didn't have much social skills. Maybe all these people were having parties and I wasn't invited to
1: them. Dude, we need to get somebody from your like elementary school or middle school class on the podcast to like interview them what like school life was like. Can, can I tell, can we, can I tell you? One my,
0: can I tell you one of my proudest moments yeah. ever? Yes. In my entire youth. Okay. And how it ended unbelievably bad. Okay. This is a real thing. So I was in seventh grade and our class decided to do this contest where we got divided into groups of three and every group of three had to learn Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech. Have, have I shared this with you? I don't know.
1: Maybe you have. I'm guessing you have, but I, I repressed it like your, uh, your birthday donut. So go ahead. Thanks, buddy.
0: Uh, so... Each group of three had to memorize a speech in three different parts. I was chosen to do the last part where he ends with, Lend freedom ring, let freedom ring, right? Okay. And we had like a week to prepare for this. And I was a giant dork, I had nothing else to do. So I fucking studied this like it was my life depended on it. And when our group went up, we had to do it just for our little class of like 20 something, right? And our group went up, and I literally, Brandon, I literally killed it. If, if, like, <laughs> dro- if mic dropping was a thing at the time, I would have dropped my mic. Like, yeah. I was ruining it. I, I got a standing ovation. There people were laughing. They were crying. It was unbelievable. Okay. I, the teacher was like, she literally almost called the white house to report how good I did. Right. And then the prize was, I was able to now do it for the entire middle school. So all sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Right. And I'll never forget the girl that had a huge crush on was in the other class. Right. So she was going to be there for this speech. Okay, so do you remember her name? Her name was Patricia Ariola, Patty Ariola. I know there's a lot of oh jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know there's a lot of jokes. Poor there. girl. I know, but I didn't even know that name. But Oh, that's great. We didn't know really, we, that. We were mainly Hispanics. Those was spelled differently. Oh, that's good. Anyway, so she was going to be there, okay. and it was a big thing to like get everyone together, right? So they bring everyone into one room, and our group's about to go, and similar to this, hilariously enough, similar to the pee pants story, I had to use the, ba- the bathroom before, oh, so I go to the bathroom. I I go to the mirror. I put some water in my face because I was a little nervous, right? I take a pee. I leave the bathroom. Our first person goes up. They do okay. Our second person goes up. They're doing just fine. Now it's time for me to come up. I'm the closer, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the the big dog. I'm I'm, I'm shutting down the house. Let freedom ring. So they bring me in. I stand up in front of the class. I start giving my spiel, and I know every word, Brandon. I know every word. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't stuttering. I felt like I was delivering it great. And then all of a sudden, I see like two people in the front start giggling. And then I see like them turning around. I see like a couple more giggling, and a couple more, and a couple more. Next thing you know, this is a real story, but the entire room is laughing and I don't understand why they're laughing. And then I realized that eventually I looked down, My entire, we had to wear a button down shirt and slacks. My dress shirt was, my zipper was open <laughs> and my entire shirt was through my, oh my zipper. God. So I was delivering the speech to the entire middle school. With my shirt through the zipper, looking like a like a cloth penis. I think I do remember this story. Yeah, but and it's everyone's actual nightmare the, of public speaking. through the entire class? Uh, just, the entire actually auditorium was laughing at that's me. That's so good. And I finished my speech, and I said, "Let freedom ring," and let freedom ring. And I just yeah, I, put, I put freedom away. Yeah, ring, and then I, right I sat out down. Of yeah, and I sat down, and I was uh, I was thoroughly
1: embarrassed. Oh my god! That's and you so wonder good. why I
0: don't have social skills in my youth.
1: Yeah, that's it's wild. a real story. Isn't it crazy though? Because then you're like, I'm not getting up on stage forever.
0: No, nope, I still continue to do it.
1: You I'm did it after? Psychopath. I'm a psychopath. Yeah. Jesus. I still Dude. always like public speaking. I don't know why. Those things that happen when you're, when you're a kid, they shape you, man. Like, I remember specifically... Oh, that, that
0: scared me to, like, talk to girls.
1: I remember specifically, like, after fifth grade or something like that, I went to put my arm around Stephanie Kajawa and she removed it and said, um, no. And oh, yeah. I did not make a move on a girl for four years. You <laughs> just <laughs> freeze. You're just like, yeah. I'm done. I was like, they don't want me near them. Yeah, I was like, they're all... Against me. You're know, like, she's the representative for yeah. all of them. Yeah, um, uh, Me, oh, yeah. of course. No means no. I was like, I'm keeping my hands to myself for many years. For a whole that's presidential how, cycle. That's how it works. Four years. Nobody.
0: And, and girls will not realize this because sometimes they like reject dudes and they think it's like whatever. Like, it's like one little thing can just take oh, yeah. away a dude's confidence for oh, like a long time. When oh, yeah. The guy's just now, now he's like. On the internet, trying to DM you and then saying crazy shit when you don't accept them because he's yeah. mad about what happened in seventh grade.
1: I tell you is that whole villain story thing. It like shapes your whole future. Yep. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. the Joker with
0: dick pics. Yeah.
1: I'm just like in the gym pumping iron and I'm just like going to move my hand. I can't make a move on you at the movies. Brandon, I will tell you the good news is we were able to overcome these
0: moments in our childhood and here we are, despite all odds, putting out this content on the internet, speaking for all of you guys. So, Brandon, we made it. Listen, all of our doubters, all of our haters, we're here. We're on the internet, broadcasting to dozens and dozens.
1: Dozens and dozens.
0: And dozens and dozens, and hopefully dozens more. If you guys will join us and subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, and please continue to support the program. And on that note, for my interim co host, Brandon Shaw, our producer, Larry Nguyen, I'm your host, Albert Estrada. Until we meet again, this is it's not polite to ask. Understand, there's a way out.